everybody and welcome back to episode 31 of the pre-production meeting. I am your co-host, Josh Urquhart. And I'm your second co-host, Daniel. Sorry, what was that? <laughs> Daniel. <laughs> Does it, it full senses it? It full hey. senses oh, it. That's a troll. Oh, uh, go. What's your name? Daniel. <laughs> hey. Sorry, I'll stop. What's your name? Daniel Kugel. There we go, Daniel. How are you, my friend? Welcome back. It's been a been a couple of weeks, mate. How how are you feeling? How have you been? Yeah, great. I'm great. Yeah. <laughs> how are you, Josh? Yeah, man. Look, it's been um it's been a busy morning. You know, we're only um twelve days out from shoot, so Ooh, um you must be nervous, excited. Look, man, I'm I'm not nervous. I'm excited. I wouldn't say I'm excited either yet. Um, I'm more just like in the zone, getting stuff done, you know what I mean? So um, it's been really busy and like, um, you know, just every single day, you know, like this morning especially, like came straight from this to do something else and then now here. Um, it's full on, man, but you've been full on as well. How have you been? Uh, you, you've been on a couple sets lately. We'll leave most of it for the progress, but yes. like how's that all gone? Yeah, good. I've been doing some first ADing, had that um, pretty big shoot that I told you about. Um, it was a three-day shoot. Two of those days were 15-hour days, so quite long. But um, it was a really good crew, and it actually went really smoothly. Mm. We had quite a few shots that I thought were going to be quite complex. But yeah, right. Because we'd planned things out so well, props to the DOP and the gaffer and mm. the directors and everything who mm -hmm. coordinated things so well, it just went so smoothly. Um, so there were steady cam shots where we had extras and things like that, and we sort of just placed everyone. Mm -hmm. Uh, went through the steady cam and it just worked out perfectly. How many axes did you have? Um, well, they sort of came and went. Yeah. Um, between <coughs> the two days, we probably had about. Uh, it wasn't that many. Maybe like twenty extras. Where so did like, you Where did you get them from? Star um, all sorts of places. So one of the actors actually contacted a dance group. Oh man! And they yeah. bought a bunch. Of, this I, is maybe something. Uh, yeah, I got a. I got a contact. I got told this morning, good contact acting schools, yeah. da dance group. Yeah, That's yeah. Crazy. And a bunch of the dancers came and they were in the, and they know how to sort of perform. So they were able to do um, a couple of speaking bits as well. Yeah, cool. So right. It worked out really well. Yeah. That's awesome, man. Um, has it just been that that's been happening? Yeah. Just other like than that, just been, I've been writing a little bit. I'll get yeah, more into yeah, we'll that get later. Into it, yeah. And just doing bits and pieces of freelance work, videography work, um, mm. doing a bit more runner work with Warner Brothers. That's sort of an Ooh. ongoing thing. Nice. Um, and yeah. What, what's your plan with Warner Bros, may I ask? Um, well, ooh, I can't talk about it. You can't? No, no I'm joking. <laughs> I was going to say, <laughs> what? they've already swooped you up, brother. You're part of James Gunn's new DC well, universe. Well, the thing is, if, if, it, if it does eventuate into something, I probably will have to be careful of what I say. Of course, but man. It's just I'll just, have to, I'll just have to do that every time, you yeah. know what I mean? It's just with the television department anyway. Yeah, so okay, not, cool. Like, I'm not going to be directing the next... Batman well, you never know, man, because like the TV for Warner Bros, is that like, do they deal with HBO and stuff like that? Well, like the thing is- Oh, it's just called Max now, sorry. Around their offices, they have, you see all different posters and things from, you know, movies like Joker or Batman, Superman, all that kind of stuff. So it's like, oh. ooh, it looks interesting. But, but then when they're actually talking about things- um, they're just talking about like the reality TV show. So I don't know yeah. if that's... The Bachelor. Yeah. Have you ever considered being the new Bachelor? I have. Have you actually? No. <laughs> Bro, you should apply. They're looking for did people Did you see now. my new headshot I posted the other I day? Did. Yeah, I did. Yeah, shout out um, Ari. Ari Ridge, yes. Nice. A friend of mine, very good uh, headshot 
artist. Nice. That's what you could call them. Mate, yeah. he's a sharpshooter. Yes, he yeah, is. Yeah, no, he's great. Headshot. Yeah. Anyways. Um, <laughs> now that's good, man. Yeah, keep that going and maybe you'll, um, you know, eventuate in somewhere in Warner Bros and uh, get us all in with you. Yes. That's like what? I'll bring like, you to the top, Josh. That's like, hey. Same with me and for you, man. Yes. Like wherever we all end up, we're bringing everybody, um, you know, with us. That's um. It's my love. Hey, for you. I love you. I love you. Yeah, I know. Don't you forget I'm so it. Low. Um, <laughs> <laughs> no, that's what I'm. I mean, that's what I'm trying to do with Paramount at the moment. You know. Yeah. Like, I'm at work, and that was like the. Do you work the, with Paramount? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like we we get um we have to like watch a bunch of their shows and stuff like that, and right. we deal with like their ingesting like all their raw media and stuff like that so we are working close with paramount plus not paramount yeah, yeah, but um yeah. they're just upstairs so yeah man that's where i'm aiming for that's so good man when you say they're upstairs what do you mean exactly? in the building like physically they're okay. literally upstairs okay so representatives <laughs> of the company like yeah 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 like they deal with all their i'm not entirely sure what they do yeah. all i know is that they have a section um, upstairs that I have visited and been to. Um, I think a bunch of execs and stuff are there and they plan out certain things. Um, but yeah, there's a lot, there's a lot happening in that kind of streaming world at the moment. Mm-hmm. But um, I think that's good, man. Like you got Warner Bros. I got Paramount at the moment. Mm-hmm. I know Freddie's doing stuff. Um, yeah, he seems in commercials good. and um, you know, man. That's I. Th- I think um, I was talking to somebody the other day about um just like coming out of uni and how like fucking hardly anybody's doing anything anymore except for like mm. a couple people and like yeah. those people being myself you lexi um and austin as well who's mm. trudging along um shout out austin i know you're listening um hopefully Hi, he'll austin. be back soon um but he's he's um slowly getting progress it's hard it's hard at the moment um <coughs> with the animation side of things but you know i he's, think he's, he's pushing it along though. he is he's sorting he is. it out and um it's been a bit hard as well because i haven't had to i haven't had all my attention you know i mean to be fair i was talking to him the other day and he talked to you about it as well yeah. like a producer in this stage their role is mostly in pre-production in post-production i i am supposed to be overlooking things but it's majorly up to him. All the things that has to be done, only he can sort. He's yeah. in with the animators. He he needs to, you know, sort out, what's it called? The reference video and stuff like that. Like, yeah. it's all up to him. And I think it's good that he's taking on this role more, you know, because he doesn't have the experience. Like, we have, like, he didn't do a film in um, uni. So, this is his experience. And coming yeah. out of this, you know, I think maybe me taking a back step might you know help him in for the sure future. i think he also knows that you're busy with your film yeah it's not like i'm doing it on purpose yeah, either yeah, yeah. you know what i mean so you know it's um there's a lot going on but it's um it's very exciting mm-hmm. so uh i think uh let's get into the first uh part of the podcast which is the wrap-up of the week well the last two weeks um what have you been up to dan what have you been watching I've only watched two films in the past two weeks, which mm-hmm. is quite disappointing. Um, disappointing. I watched Peanut Butter Falcon. No way! You only just saw that. Yeah, it's good. It'd been on my list for a while, but I only just got around to it. You like it? Yeah, it was an enjoyable film. Mm. I don't think it was anything mind blowing. It was just like I don't have too much to say about it. Really, it was just a good film. Um, and the thing is, when you've seen, when you start to watch a lot of movies, you start to see 
and you study films as well, mm-hmm. you see um, how filmmakers build everything and like yeah. where they pull the strings and stuff. And that's what I kind of felt with this movie. Like it felt quite basic in the plot and the premise. And I could feel when the directors were pulling strings at certain points, like this is happening and that is happening. Like, you know, at the end, how um, it ends with them like driving spoiler. away to, yeah, spoiler, <laughs> driving away to Florida or wherever they're going. Sure. Yeah. And then um, it's been a while. Since they, they've, they, I've seen them do this in a couple of movies. They did it in The Last of Us as well. Okay. Like they have the shot, like they make you think that someone's died, right? And then the next shot is, you know, them driving somewhere. Mm. And then all of a sudden they have the person pop up from the back seat. And you're like, yeah, oh, yeah, like, yeah. They did yeah, that. And I'm yeah, like, okay, yeah. I've seen this kind of thing before. Oh, I, remember, I actually know what you're talking about. Yeah. Man. And there were a few moments like that throughout the film where I was like, okay, like I've kind of seen this before. Like they're mm. trying to push a certain message here. Or, yeah, yeah. And yeah. like, yeah. So the film was enjoyable, but I think I. I've just seen enough films at this point for it to not be anything spectacular for me. Damn, it must take a lot for you to just be absolutely fucking blown away. That's why I really appreciate films now that do things differently. I think it's when (coughs) films are very nuanced or they just, you can't see which way they're going to turn, which... yeah. I'm actually watching Barry at the moment, which is um, its final season. Oh, fuck, what's his name? Bill Hader. Bill Hader, yeah. Yeah, so there's two more episodes left of that show. I'll talk about that more when it finishes. In okay, a cool. Weeks time. Yeah, yeah. Um, but that show is fantastic because every single time you try and predict what's going to happen, it just goes the other way. That's what I felt when I was watching Breaking Bad yeah. as well. But the thing is, it still <coughs> all feels in line with how the story should go. It doesn't yeah. feel like they've just done something stupid. It's not like Fast and the Furious where... <laughs> that's what I'm about to talk about. Yeah, where something <laughs> just happens and you're like, oh, that's ridiculous. It's yeah. like, it actually feels in line with the story, but you couldn't predict it. Yep. And that's what makes it so good and so fascinating. Mm. Um, what do you rate it out of five? Pentable so I gave, it, I gave it a four out of five because oh, I still enjoyed it. I had a good time. Rating. Yeah, yeah, it was good. Yeah, how about uh, I, I? I think that movie definitely helped uh, Shia LaBeouf as well. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I feel like it was a bit therapeutic, a bit, a bit different to what he uh, usually does. Yeah, um, yeah. Well, I feel like that would have been good for him. Yeah. How did you rate his performance in it? I thought he, I think he's always good. Yeah, I, I, I do also think actor. he's always a yeah. fucking incredible. It's just a shame. Yeah. You know, his personal shit gets involved. But, yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. What else? What other shit did you watch? Um, and then I watched Old Boy. Old boy, day. have you seen that? No, nah. do you know of it? Can't maybe. I it's a Korean film. Um, no, nah, definitely not. Then. Came yeah. out in two thousand three, so they just had their twentieth anniversary for it recently. Okay, um, that was very good. I don't know if you've seen many Korean films, but they're very nah. over the top in terms of the actors' performances. Is that like anime almost? Yeah, anime is very over the top. A little bit, but yeah, yeah, the performances are just quite. If you compare it to American movies, which are toned down, they go for realism, I guess. Okay. Like, I mean, if you watch older American films, it was more theatrical, but now they've gone for more realistic, authentic yeah, performances yeah, yeah. as time goes on. Okay. But Korean films still have a bit more of that over-the-top kind of thing they go for. So okay. it, it takes a bit of time to adjust to it. When yeah. you first watch, you're like, oh, this is a bit... But then once you get into it, it's really good. It's, it's the same as the... Can you guys hear people? Yeah, too? sorry Probably. again about the fucking screaming outside. There's this one family. I walked out. There's this one family that's just causing all the rockers. Yeah. Sorry, continue on, my friend. Um, it's the same as Bollywood films. Have you seen yeah, any Bollywood okay, films? Yeah, okay, yeah, I get you. I get it's where that you're coming over from. The, but over they're the more, that's more in the, the physicality centric. than the actual performance. <laughs> oh, yeah. I just like they have... They have characters that can leap three feet, three <laughs> three meters in the air, and the slow mo in but Bollywood it, I films love it as though, well. Yeah, but it does take it, it does take time to get used to it because it's different.
different from yeah from oh for sure Hollywood normal yeah. Hollywood and it's it's interesting seeing how every country does things differently like mm-hmm. if you watch Eastern European films as well their coloring is very blue and cold and yep. their films are very, quite bleak but mm-hmm. they're very good mm. I, I really like them mm. um, but yeah Old Boy mm. has like a very green sort of green and yellow color tones mm-hmm. um, what's your favorite like um what's the word Trying not get cancelled here. What's a favorite international kind of like region that does films? You know. Oh, that's hard to say. I think I like them all for different reasons, right? Like I think the Asian films are the best in terms mm-hmm. of the martial arts and yeah. action sequences. Austin loves those Indonesian films, like, man. Yeah, like Old Boy, right? It's not an action film, but there's like a couple action bits yep. it'll be like a 20 second thing okay and the action is better than what you see in 90 percent of yeah. hollywood films you yeah, know what yeah, i mean yeah for they sure they just they just know how to do it so mm. well um and then like as i said the the eastern europeans are really good for just those raw authentic performances mm-hmm. and, and all the interesting colors and whatnot yeah so it really just depends what you want to go for and that's why i think if you're if you want to be a filmmaker it's so important to look at <coughs> films from all different parts of the globe. Yeah, I've got to do because, that. Because, for know, sure. you'll mix and mash and create your own style that's, you know, everything yeah, coming you, together. You don't want to have the normal, like, Hollywood shit. So yeah. You know, you want to do something different. Which I, I can definitely see in your style. And, like, I, I love that too. Like, I know you really like the music mm. that you, like, because I've seen in Into the Lesson, you mm. have that, that music that's very... Hollywood, which I really yeah. like as well. Yeah, it's yeah, it's yeah. nice. It is, yeah. Um, this one, oh, that's something I can talk about in the progress. This yeah. one, I'm doing it a bit different. Okay, that's good. Getting more like cultural. And which is really good, yeah. Uh, like yeah. Dune-esque. Oh, I get goosebumps talking about it. That's so awesome, continue yeah. on, man. No, yeah. but it's good to, and you, you'll notice that, um, that good filmmakers are constantly bringing in different influences and looking at yeah. different, different places to bring in um, just new elements and whatnot. For sure. Yeah. I, I think that's a really good point, to be yeah. fair. I've got to do way more of that. I just, mm-hmm. I don't know. I think, uh, I don't know. It's like, uh, I could say that I can't be bothered with the subtitles, but I can. Because I watch fucking subtitles on everything else. Actually, like, I, I like subtitles because sometimes you pay more attention to the script when yeah. you're reading it. Yeah, that's a fair point. So it's it's good in that sense. What else have you watched? Is that about it? Um, oh, what do you it, give it? Old, old boy. Yeah, I think I gave that a four out of five as well. I I did think it was slightly overrated, just because so many people talk about how amazing it is, and I thought it was good. It has a very good twist ending. Cool. Um, it's one of those like, what the hell, what the hell just happened kind of twist endings, yep. but it was good. Um, yeah. So four out of five film. Very nice, Dan. You yes. know, you say you haven't watched a lot, but hey, the the films that you have, you've taken a bit from. So yes. there you go. Now me, on the other hand, you know, you're talking about all these adventurous, you know, cultural different films and stuff. I watched Fast and Furious Ten. Oh mate, <laughs> that's a culture shock if there ever was one. So have you seen it? No. Oh. Are you going to watch it? On, probably not in cinemas. You can spoil it. I can spoil it. Yeah. Are you sure? Yeah. Oh, maybe not the end credits. Okay. Because I kind of wanted. I'm curious. All right. So. I watched Fast and Furious 10, and um, the last fast couple Fast and Furious have been fucking awful, like mm. dreadful. Um, I'm a big fan of the franchise. Which um, which ones do you think are good? I think one, two, three, four, five, and six are great, and then kind of really? the decrease goes from there. Yeah, I love the runs that The Rock is in. 
I think he's fantastic. I think he. I think he's made for that kind of like scene. Um, that, that that kind of franchise. It's just I don't know. Instead of him trying to be all these other things, I think in those roles of I don't know. It's just he shines. He yeah. shines when he has to be the macho dominant man. Yeah. Um. But yeah, I really like those. I think Tokyo Drift is fantastic. I really like. I can't remember if it was one or two. I think it might have been two. Um, but I really love the, the, the first two. Um, I'm, just, I, I'm not a big car guy at all. So I just enjoy it for what it is. And I loved the early storylines. And you know, I didn't like two because Vin Diesel wasn't in it. Vin Diesel wasn't in three either. Yeah. But that's three is see, good because you have all the cool uh, drift. But now Vin Diesel's the worst fucking part of these films, bro. Really? Bro, you should say, especially in this one, like, all the the whole script is just one liners. Uh, you know, they they they're they're what's you call it when you like you lead into something and it's the the punchline. They're all just punchlines. Right. Like they're all like, now let's go and save them. Like yeah, every yeah. single line, there's no like proper dialogue between I mean, yeah, there's proper dialogue, but it's like it just feels like they're just reusing lines and yeah. have checked the thesaurus online to change it up a bit. And it's yeah. just especially everything that comes out of fucking Vin Diesel's mouth. Yeah. He's like saying, Oh, they're fucking this and yeah. it's just <laughs> family, you know? Yeah. It's just the same. Um But I gotta say, I was a bit surprised because it wasn't as bad. Oh. Um, that I thought it was going to be. Um, I gave it a three out of five. Um, Jason Momoa, uh, and I've seen this online and stuff, is by far the best villain Fast and Furious I've ever wow. produced. Okay. He is just fantastic. And if it wasn't for him, this movie would be fucking dog water. Yeah, it right. would be fucking dog water. <laughs> That's fucking right. Um, so he just plays this like maniac. He's this psychopath. He's just he's funny. He's I don't know. It's like say imagine Jason Momoa tried to do his best Heath Ledger's Joker. Um, right. It's just yeah, it's, yeah. That's kind of compelled me to watch the film. Yeah, he's just he's fantastic. I love his performance. Um, he's got a couple of twists and stuff. Uh, I don't know if this is spoiling. Okay, no, this isn't spoiling it. But you know, this is like part one of a yeah. two-parter or a three, but apparently it's a fucking a trilogy. trilogy now. Um, so it does end with more questions than answers. Yeah. Um, and yeah, they've brought it a bit, bit more back down to earth, literally. They're not in space, this movie, thank God. But just, you got to go into it with like throwing all logic out the window because all the shit they do just, it's fucking like, there's a part... <laughs> In this fucking film where he's driving on a bridge or whatever and <laughs> there's a crane off to the side of the bridge and the crane has like this boulder on it and um this car's getting away from Vin Diesel so he jumps off the side of the bridge in the car and hits the end of the crane which forces the other end of the crane to come and smash the car that's in front of it and somehow Vin Diesel survives and gets back on the bridge i don't know how it's just some of this shit i just there were oh and some of the dialogue just i just i literally was cracking up fucking laughing i'm like there's bro it's just fucking i i can't believe what i'm fucking hearing half the time because it's just so cliche and just oh man brie larson's in it fucking she just seems so just she doesn't fit in. Right. I just, I don't is she, like is she her. she just playing the Captain Marvel-esque character? Kind of. She's like, 
it, it really she just doesn't fit into the film like at all. Right, and I've seen okay. this kind of thing with um pe- other people that have seen it, and yeah, it's just a bit weird. So, like the film could be without her, like mm-hmm. completely. I like, just it literally wouldn't change anything. Um, and yeah, they they got some nice additions like Alan Richardson, um, who plays you know Jack Reacher. Oh yeah, and he plays um Hawk and. Uh, Hawk and Dove and Titans, but um, he's really he's fucking massive, bro. He's buff mm, as, but yep. again, just some of the lines that they're feeding these actors make them look like D class fucking actors, man. Mm. And it's the script, mm. it's a script fight, and you can tell because it's Vin Diesel who has a chokehold on this franchise and is yep. doing everything the way that he wants. He's not a script writer, he's not. He literally, I can't, I, I remember hearing this movie was in pre production hell, and the director left a week, but a couple of days before they started shooting. and mm-hmm. It was just ridiculous. And there's a fight scene between Michelle Rodriguez and Char- Charlize Theron, um, yeah. which they had to, uh, what's it called, choreograph themselves. And you can fucking tell. Right. It's just, some of these movies is fucking stupid and ridiculous. and mm-hmm. But it is better than the last two. And Jason Momoa is by far the saving grace of this fucking film. Oh, cool. And the end credit scene as well. I haven't been, just, I can't really talk about it without spoiling it. It's just with... Oh, I can't. I'm not going to spoil it, but just like it would mean more if you know the story behind everything. Okay. Um, and I think you might. Okay. I think you might. Okay. So, but it hits hard and I haven't okay. been more hyped. I was just like, fuck yes. I was like, I can't believe they're fucking actually doing it. Um, but yeah, it's good. Oh, and another person is really good at it, John Cena. Oh, like man. he's just fucking, John Cena is just smashing everything. I forgot that he was been. in the series. Yeah. <laughs> he, he has a different kind of role. He's on like this buddy cop road trip kind of his storyline and what i heard i was listening to a podcast with john Cena on happy sack and fuse Mm -hmm. and he put it perfectly like this fast and furious is like the first time we see the family fragmented and like they're all split up they're not together in this Mm -hmm. film really there's like about five different storylines going on which which is cool they they try um it's just a bit weak um i feel like it's hard to do that unless you're doing like a tv show where you have a lot of time to explore each separate story Right, Otherwise and um, yeah, exactly. Um, John Cena's part of it is really like, it's nice. And it's just like, it's cute because it's like, I won't spoil it, but it's like a buddy cop with a, actually, I'm not going to say yeah, it. Okay. But it, it's it's cool. It's cool. He really shines and Jason Momoa shines. And after credit scene is good. Um, it's just fucking stupid. And just the writing is god awful. And yeah. just the... I loved it more. It was more realistic action, more realistic driving. It just brings it but down that was to only earth. The first three. Yeah, I know, I know. But even, yeah, I guess so. I guess so. And just like they're reaching, they're reaching with these fucking connections and like how how the fuck is Han still alive? Like, don't tell me he was just he somehow got out of that fucking car that Jason Statham yeah. fucking like. It just, I don't know. It's just a bit fucking all over the place. But it was all right. I think. Five was the best one. Yeah, I think so too. That I was think like so the too. perfect point between like genuinely good that action was, scenes. Yeah, um, that was the the um was that the heist one when they got the bank yeah, vault? Yeah, that's the first one that that's the Rock what, is in. That's the one that this film is connected to. Oh. so this there's Jason Momoa. So the guy, so the main villain of that film, um, who like owned the bank heist and the bank vault and stuff. Yeah, his son is Jason Momoa. That's not a spoiler. You see it in the trailers and stuff. And because Vin Diesel killed the dad in the vault chase, (laughs) Jason Momoa's back for vengeance. Yeah, right. You killed my dad. I kill your family. 
You made okay. me suffer. It's your turn. Um, That's kind of cool. Yeah, but um, yeah, Con- no. Consequences for the actions is always exactly good. It's good. Go watch it. It's not fucking amazing. So don't be expecting something amazing. Um, but yeah. Um, three out of five. Um, what else have I been watching this week before we reset the cameras? Um, watching Queen Charlotte with my girlfriend. Okay. That fucking, bro, people just watch that for the soft porn, I tell you. It's literally just sex 24-7. I went into Bridgerton not knowing that it was all soft porn. And then I'm like, what is this, man? I'm just like, holy shit. I'm like, that. okay, I get it. I get that's the fucking, like, the grab for people. Um, Don't go into expecting, like, a very, like, cool, relaxed period piece. Um, Bridgerton or Queen Charlotte. It's just porn. Really? Just porn, man. What actually, you know what? Queen Charlotte actually has a pretty good storyline, but Bridgerton especially is just soft porn. Um, which, um, you know, gets all the 22-year-old girls involved. Um, it's the exact fucking reason why my girlfriend watches it and all her friends and whatever. Like, that's the reason, you know? Yeah. Um, but hey, man. Queen Charlotte actually has a good storyline. It's um, interesting. Kind of confused why they did a spin-off of her and not just season four of Bridgerton. <laughs> But hey, you know, each of their own. Um, I'm watching The Great still, which is a bit less sex in that. Um, That actually has a good storyline. Very talented actors, Elle Fanning and Nicholas Holt. Yeah, Um, are they good? Yeah, almost finished season one with that. Same with Queen Charlotte. Um, And then the last couple things that I've been watching is I finished all the essential episodes for Ahsoka on Clone Wars. Yes. um, Which was like basically all of the last season. Of Clone Wars, except the first one. Have you seen Clone Wars? Oh man, it's it's um didn't uh, realize that it was that good. Um, I I struggled with things that kind of weren't new, like just like Obi Wan and Anakin, like their kind of storylines. I just I found it hard to watch. Luckily, I was watching the only what because like, it felt repetitive. Yeah, and it's like I've seen them before. Like yeah. that's why. I mean, Disney Plus put out there Ahsoka, Ahsoka Essential episodes of the Clone Wars. That really helped because Ahsoka's a new character. And um, yeah. I think I found it really easy to watch her grow as a character. And yeah. I get the gist of Ahsoka now, which is really, really good. Um, I think she's one of the best characters Star Wars have ever created. Oh, cool. um, and I'm fucking excited for the show now. But also, I was like, okay, now I've finished Clone Wars. I'm going to watch Rebels. Because Dave Filoni has come out and said Ahsoka is basically season five of Rebels. Right. So, and it's also, Lockie then said Ahsoka is Rebels and Rebels is Ahsoka. So, started Rebels. I'm on season three. Finished two seasons in two days. Mm-hmm. Um, just had it on the on in the background at work. Sorry guys, um, <laughs> if you're listening from work, but um, no, nah, it was it was it was it's fucking good, man. Like it's really good. Even when I was um, I don't have my laptop here today. It's getting fixed at the Apple Store. But whilst I was there yesterday, I was like watching Rebels, and one of the Apple guys come up to me. He's like, "Oh, is that Rebels?" I'm like, "Yeah." He's like, oh, "So fucking good." I'm um, I didn't you're watching realize it at the Apple Store on my phone. Oh right, and yeah, whilst whilst my thing was, I was backing up my right, computer. Okay. Yeah. Um. Yeah, I just, I really rate it, and especially getting ready for Ahsoka. I'm fucking so keen. I'm keen to finish Rebels and re-watch the Ahsoka trailer mm. and see how, you know, they've translated it into live action. 
Um, I've never like been like one of the people that has like read a book or watched an animated show and seen like their their favorite show or book come to life. And I feel like that this will be the first opportunity for me to where I've watched an animated show and are seeing these characters being translated into real life. Now, sometimes or well, most of the time, people complain because the movies aren't always as good as the books, or you know they've done my characters a disservice in the animation or whatever. Now, I think, I don't know, you've got Dave Filoni running Ahsoka. He's going to mm. do a fucking good job. So Yeah, fingers crossed. I really, yeah, fingers crossed. And um, I'm really excited to, you know, see where they take this. And I'm excited to finish the last season of um, Rebels. And, um, yeah, I'm thoroughly enjoying it. I think it's incredible Star Wars content. I started watching Revenge of the Sith again last night and mm-hmm. just fell asleep because I was fucking exhausted. But it just makes you appreciate it a lot more and... Um, yeah, I, you know, uh, what's it, Hayden Christensen said that he watched The Clone Wars to get himself ready for um, Obi-Wan. Um, and, you know, I see that now and how it could help. They just flesh out those characters even more. I think it's fucking fantastic storytelling. I wasn't a big fan of anthology storytelling, but, you know, and a big fan of filler. But as Lockie said, he could watch Star Wars filler all day. And now I can happily say that I agree with him. Because so it's just... Do you think Rebels or The Clone Wars is better? Oh, man. See, I that's what I'm saying. I'm, I like new stuff. Yeah. You know, I, I, I'm i enjoying Rebels a lot more because it's just new content, new characters. Um, but animation and, you know, connection to things that we've seen before, especially the last season of Rebels, pretty good. But, oh, sorry, sorry, Clone Wars. Yeah. Very good because they it was weird. They stopped after like six seasons, yeah, and then you know made the seventh season after Rebels came out, yeah. And um, yeah, but I'm loving Rebels, um, and I would say Rebels over Clone Wars at the moment. Nice. So and then what about in comparison to The Mandalorian? Where would you rank? Oh, um, I feel like now if I rewatch Mandalorian or watch Mandalorian for the first time again, I would appreciate the filler apps a bit more mm-hmm. because they all, I don't know, add together. And like, it's funny seeing like characters that we've seen in real life. Like for example, Bo-Katan has massive like role yeah, yeah, in like yeah, yeah. Clone Wars and stuff. And, um, I don't know. I still, <sighs> I'm excited to see what they do with Ahsoka. But I think you have to say the animation is better than really? the yeah the live action stuff, right. um, especially better than the Boba Fett series, yeah. better than the Obi Wan series, mm-hmm. um, better than the most recent season of the Mandalorian. Yeah, but I was talking more season one and two. I don't know. Pretty it's cool. hard, but I think I prefer Rebels at the moment. Wow, okay, yeah. it's a big call. I might have to watch it. I I, I do recommend because the cycle looks fucking amazing from what I've seen. So can I watch Rebels without watching Clone Wars? Yes, absolutely. Okay. Um, it just hits harder when certain things happen. Yeah. But you can absolutely watch Rebels without watching Clone Wars. I might do that. Yeah, it's just, it's new characters. Ahsoka shows up, but she's not like the biggest role. But you just, you can watch the Ahsoka Central episodes, but yeah. there's like a part in it where like, uh, it doesn't really spoil it, but like Darth Vader's like, in Rebels, like quite a bit, um, but he like shows up and then him and Ahsoka have like a thing. I've but it's seen like that, clip, that won't yeah. hit as much yeah, as yeah. if you hadn't watched the Clone Wars, because yeah. um, you know their relationship and stuff. But um, I'm hoping to get some Hayden Christensen um, 
Rosario Dawson flashbacks to the Clone Wars in Ahsoka. Yeah. Um, that would be fucking amazing, but who knows? We'll see. But yeah, man, that's all I've watched uh, today. Um, oh, sorry, today, <laughs> the last couple of weeks. Um, let's get on to the progress. Now, yes. I have fucking heaps to talk about, so you go first, my friend. Oh, what's happened? I don't know. Oh. You tell me, man. Yeah, there was that um, that short film that I worked on. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I was first AD on that. So yep. just a lot of organizing. And I was also, I guess, a co-producer or assistant producer. Like, Are you hoping to get a co-producer credit? Put actually, it out there into the world? I actually spoke to the producer about this. Yeah. I was like, can I get one? He's like, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> not, not that I really care. Yeah. Um, but yeah, because I was- I mean, you brought it up, so you obviously can. <laughs> Give my man a co-producer credit or he's fucking Please. leaking the whole film. No, um, no joking. Because I, I brought a few crew members on board, helped wrangle some extras and just yeah, cool. did, did a few things that the producer would more commonly do on a film. Yeah. Um, but I, I really like doing that stuff. I enjoy that. Mm. Um, I think I have a bit of producer blood in me, actually. Yeah. I mean, as I've said many times, I love the whole film process. So mm. I kind of like dabbling in every sort Everything. of aspect of it. Yeah. Um, but I think the main thing I ca- came away with after this shoot, because it was a big shoot, is prepara- preparation is key. Because yeah. it, any little discrepancy that you make in the schedule or how you write things down, like I had a schedule that I had written just with you know times that things were happening, when certain people were getting there, when certain people were leaving. And if you get a bit lazy and just like estimate a time and put it in there, it might seem okay at first, but then when you're on a set, you know, time's ticking. You've got 50 people wanting mm. to know when things are happening and all this stuff. Yeah, then it becomes hard, a man. huge issue. So you really need to get these things right. And Ed Watson, the producer, really helped a lot because he had all these templates that just helped organize things perfectly. Yeah. And he was constantly checking in with me, making sure I was on top of everything. And we were just, it's about communication as mm-hmm. well. We went back and forth. Yeah. Just making sure everything was organized, everything was locked in. Obviously, because he, he was the main producer, he was sorting out catering and all that kind of stuff. But, yep. you know, on the day, you'd, you'd commonly get, usually you get a runner or a PA to go and, like, get the food and stuff. But our PAs on the shoot didn't have cars, so I had to go and ah, get food at annoying. one point. Like, yeah. You're just on for experience. Yeah, yeah. but but it is what it is. Like, you just got to roll with the punches, right? Yeah, cool. Of um, so, yeah. But everything went super smooth. Just such a good crew. The... The DOP had mapped everything out to a T. Like I saw some of the documents you showed, yeah. Yeah, and it was like, as an AD, it's so good when when you finish one shot and then the DOP's already setting up for the next. And yeah. then whenever I went up to him and I'm like, oh, you know, how are we going for camera? He's like, camera's ready. I'm like, oh, sweet. Mm. So pretty much everything was done. If there was a setback, we could, we had, he also allowed padding when he created the shot list. Mm-hmm. So we always had spare time to play with if... There were, you know, we were often ahead of time and then I wasn't too worried if there was a shot that was taking longer than expected because we had that time to play with and it sort of balanced out really perfectly, actually. Was this the film that you were going to try and squeeze 20 pages into two days? Yeah, and we did. We did it. That's fuck. That's why the days were 17. Yeah. Well, was I'm actually like, why the fuck are they 17? Yeah, yeah it was actually three days, but I don't really count the first day because only three shots. Cool. It was like one to two pages. Yeah, page, yeah, so. right, right, right. Yeah. How um, did you find um, being the boss on set? It, it, like, how did you find that medium? You know, I actually really liked it. That's yeah? <laughs> it's a really cool feeling you, you get. power hungry like, mother... <laughs> it's um it's it, it really shows the power of 
fake it till you make it, I guess. Yeah. Because, you know, if you say something in a loud voice, it's funny that people will actually listen to yeah, you. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> Quite on set. Yeah, like if somebody just takes charge, then, you know, people aren't going to say, hey, you can't do that. Because it's going to be yeah. like, who are you? Like, you, know, you make some enemies, though. Yeah. First day, yeah, <laughs> but you know, that's just part of it. You just Part of it. But also, no, I, but I love first day dating because you... Like what you say, you get to yeah. dip your hand into all the kind of departments exactly and right, understand yeah. what everyone's doing. Yeah, for sure. And I think there's a way that you can be firm but not be rude about it. For sure. Um, so yeah, just checking in with everyone, just say, just letting them. It's communication it as well. Is all letting them know how much time they have, but not pushing it. Yeah. So like you know, say you've got 20 minutes for this, and then don't come back every two minutes and be like you've got 18 minutes, you've got 16 mm. minutes, because that's like they know how much time. Yeah, of course. Yeah. You just come in at the crucial points to make sure and to yep. check in, and if there's any issues, you're fixing those. But and also you'll notice um, when your role as a first AD is crucial when sometimes there are lulls where things aren't happening. Like certain departments just haven't communicated to each other. Like for example, maybe an actor needs to be laved up, mm-hmm. but there's been no communication that that can happen now. Yeah. Um, and then you, it's up to you to go around and be like, oh, why hasn't this happened yet? And yeah. then like make sure those two departments link, and then it yeah. happens. Um, so yeah, that's when you. That's when I noticed that my role was quite crucial, just sort of mm-hmm. linking departments and yeah making sure everything was happening. Were there any challenges or any things that you run into? You said you said it was pretty smooth set. Yeah. So it's fucking rare, bro. Yeah, it, honestly it is. Like there were no big issues. We got pretty lucky with weather as well. We only had one shot that was outside and that was at the very end of the third day. Yeah. And it wasn't raining for that, which was good. We had a bit of rain earlier on, but that was fine. It didn't really interrupt anything that mm-hmm. we were shooting. Mm-hmm. Um yeah, all the I was a bit worried that we weren't going to have enough extras mm-hmm. coming, but once the for, for Sunday we didn't have I would have liked to have a couple more, but we made do pretty well with what we had. Mm-hmm. But then on the Monday, the last day when the dancers pulled through, that that brought everything together. And yeah, that's what I'm struggling work, with so. at the moment. Extras in just the quantity, or yeah, oh yeah, yeah. We've had people like drop it out and she like fucking extras well, yeah, are flaky, if, man. Yeah, especially if they're not getting paid because mm. they can't really justify being there. Or they'll they'll say they're coming and then they just won't show up on the day. Yeah, which is annoying. But especially when you're you buying do? costumes. Oh yeah, no, yeah, it's quite hard in your situation. Pain in the ass, yeah. but no, that's good, man. Um, the I think what you said about the preparation is so true. Mm-hmm. Like that's something that you know I've been at AD for ages now like on all the boys sets like throughout uni and i think you know coming into my own films i've definitely taken that point that preparation is key mm-hmm. because like man that's why i spend so much time doing preparation i think that comes so from important. my first ad background bro is like you you fucking need everything like sorted so then when you get on set it can be smooth because something usually goes wrong on yeah. set so if you prepare the fuck out of it you're kind of Cutting back on those sh- on the shit that can go wrong, kind yeah. of thing. But um, that's good, man. That's that that's so good. I'm keen to see the the finished product with it. And h- how do you think it will turn out? Yeah, no, really good. From uh, everything that I saw on set, looks amazing. So uh, yeah, mm. I'm super keen to see how it edits together and perfect yeah. stuff. What uh, what other stuff have you been doing? I've been doing a little bit of writing, so I realized that I need to put some countermeasures in place so that my writing keeps happening and I okay. don't stall on it. Just because I've been so busy and it's hard to sort of uh, keep going sure. when you get busy. Um, and I'm going away to Europe next month. Hey. Yes. Good so man. I wanted to make sure 
my goal is to have the first draft of the script finished before I leave, mm-hmm. which is a month away. So I figured if I write three pages a day, I can have more, give or take. That's a lot. 90 three pages. pages done, so about an hour and a half. Yeah. It is a lot, yeah. Um, like, that's a fucking shit ton. <laughs> <laughs> it is, yeah. But at this point, I'm just like, because I was spending a lot of time just looking at it, thinking about it, blah, blah, blah. Mm. And I still don't have the perfect, I don't have it perfectly mapped out. But okay. I was like, you know what? I'm just going to start writing because if I don't start, then it's never going to happen. I'm just going to sure. sit here and think and think and think. I'd rather at least just write something and then if it's trash and I use 10% of it in the final product, then that will be worth it. You know what mm. I mean? I've at least done something. So, and I keep, I'm also um, changing up my approach to the story. Like I was looking at making it a larger scale story. So the magician's assistant gets brought into this underworld and mm. it's like this whole big like <laughs> I love it, bro. You corporate like organization yeah. that's happening and I was like maybe I should just make this more of a personal character story. Study. I told yeah, you from yeah. the start, bro. Character between, study. between like, you know, the magician the and the dynamic. Assistant. And that oh, could be 100%. really and that's the kind of stories I like. Yes. Personal stories about people who have flaws and and I have good ideas for how to make their backstory it, super. It means you can Fucking hell Fuck I just touched the soundboard Oh fucking hell Sorry bro (laughs) Sorry what I was What I was gonna say Is that kind of allows you To concentrate on Dialogue And not have to worry about Fucking world building Yeah Especially for For a proof of concept Yeah yeah. Don't worry Like sprinkle the world building But you You wanna sell them On the characters Yeah You know Cause the world building Can really only happen With a big budget. This is the feature I'm talking about though. Right, okay. But yeah, yeah, no, you're right. Like if if I was to do my first feature, I would want it to be small budget. Yeah. As as small budget as I could. Exactly, man. I think I think you're on the right track. Yeah. What you just said. Yeah. Lockie also sent me some concept art, which is really cool. Fucking what? See some of it? Yes. Yeah, all right. I'll I'll pop it up on the screen for you guys. Holy shit, no way. So he's a he's a menace. He sent me some and then um, I gave him notes and then I think he might send another batch, mm-hmm. um, which I haven't received yet, but we'll see. Let's Gosh. hope it's not a bad batch. <laughs> <laughs> sorry, we're just talking about Clone Wars. You know, I'm sorry, Lockie. I'm sorry. That was a terrible joke. He's going to So I asked for um, photos of the location. Okay. Like I gave him some inspiration. Um, what do you call it? Like mood board photos and stuff. And then he sent me a few different ideas for locations and then Show a few us. ideas of the magician, what he would look like. Yeah, cool. Um, and then he had this idea of making the magician look like Javier Bardem. <laughs> oh so he sent some gosh. concept out of that. So I'll show you. Just swipe yeah. across like that. So this is the location first. Dude, that's, <laughs> that's fucking nuts. Yeah. You're going to need like a, a band. Well, I have to... This, this, the more simple looking ones are the ones I want to go for. Dude, that's insane. Yeah. Holy shit, that shot. I can imagine that. Yeah, that's that looks how I would want it to that's look. That's insane. Yeah. yeah. Holy shit. Yeah, that, that one. I think that one is probably the most accurate to what I want. You know what you could do, mm. especially looking at this, yeah. is get in a church. And turning Ooh, it into like not a bad idea. like a old church and turning it into like kind of that's what you're doing. Idea. Oh, that's epic, dude! Holy shit! <laughs> yeah, that's cool. Hey. That's oh, so cool. dude! Oh, Javier! <laughs> 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 
Oh my gosh. Yeah, okay. That's there's there's nuts. heaps. Keep going. Yeah. There's oh my gosh. Wait till you get in the, the one with the blood on his face. Holy shit. Yeah. That's fucking nuts. So cool, hey. That screams character study to me yeah. though. Like you need to make this a character study. Yeah. That's nuts. I just, I want to do something different with a magician though. I don't want it to be, I don't want him to be typical. I was thinking mm. of making him almost childlike. Ooh. And I think that would contrast really well with the the girl who's meant to be like a social yeah. media influencer who kind of is used to using her looks and her status to get things that she wants in life. Okay, yeah. I feel like it would be interesting to have an antagonist who really, she can't do that. Yeah. With. She can't use that tactic on so him. So are you planning to make him like have some kind of mental illness that you could explore to kind of make him childlike Potentially. or dive deep into the trauma aspect of it yeah or? i think so i think i want to um delve into his backstory and just how he's really been mistreated throughout his life and and cause him to be the way that he is but you yeah. gotta it, it's hard it's gonna be hard for you navigating yeah. um material that's already been done like yeah split yeah. like you have yeah, to yeah, yeah navigate yeah. don't want to make it like that yeah i don't know it's gonna be hard, but you know, man, fucking this is this is the stuff that you got to do. The challenges, yeah, you know, things that are challenging, and yeah. it's gonna turn I th- out. I think fantastic. I can find some ways to make it different. I think so too. Yeah. Like the childlike that that scream split to me, mm. but you can make it your own. Maybe like, maybe like something that's just like, an idea. Yeah, maybe like he always wanted to be a magician when he was a kid. That's actually something I was thinking. Yeah, yeah. Well, it's on the same <laughs> wavelength. So I think. I think that could fucking work. Yeah. And like the tricks are so, it can be so like simple and shit like that. Mm-hmm. But, oh man, that's epic. Yeah. That's so cool. And uh, hey, if you need a mag- magician, you know, some oh, little- Oh, do you know someone? Uh, you know, <laughs> a little bit of uh, magic advice on the set. Um, nah, that's epic, bro. That's so cool. Yeah. Good stuff, mate. Um, anything else? I think that's pretty much it. Pretty much it? Yeah. Cool. Alrighty. So my progress for the last- Two weeks has been insane. Um, you know, we're just fine in that stage of finalizing, hiring, purchasing, um, all this different stuff. We'll start with the drapes. We went to yes. the big theatrical drape hire place. Um, and we talked to the guy and, um, bro, everything in this movie is a fucking huge risk, <laughs> huge risk. Like That's when good. we're not hiring his fucking, what's it called? Stands because he wants to charge us like an extra $1.2,000 on top of what we're already doing. So we're getting our own Connor has stands like the stands he used to black out shit. Usually we're just going to use those. Yeah, right. We're getting like poles from Queensland, like <laughs> fucking bamboo poles to be imported and shit like that um so yeah that's cool that's sort of the drapes look fucking incredible like this green color and um Sick. we're going to be reusing that in the hallway as we are for the ballroom so that's cool that was out of the way the tent has finally been complete um if you guys are following the it's a film productions page on uh, instagram or my instagram you would you would see everything that's been going and um i couldn't be happier it's exactly what i had in my head um i wasn't too sure about how it was going to turn out that was a risk within itself but luca pulled through and it looks fucking incredible looked absolutely amazing and i think what the plan is from oh, I came from there this morning because we went we did I mean I already visited but I went with Connor and Mariah this morning we just talked about logistics and what we're doing we're pre-setting up everything the day before so literally we can get there on the day and straight away 
start shooting. I can't wait to see it with all the production design. Dude, and yeah, and, we're and like just to see the shots on the day. It's gonna look so good. Like, cause Honor's Connor, Connor is gonna haze like the shit out yes. of it, and like even today, just seeing the sunlight will shine. The, will through. the haze stay? Uh, yeah, he's he's gonna he's hiring like an outdoor one and then right. an indoor one, okay. like an indoor machine. I don't know the fucking difference between them two. So um, but he seems to have it under under wraps. And we're the the only thing now about the the tent is we realised that we can like somewhat see through it to the background so yeah he's, he's figuring out a way to get i think we're just going to get a bunch of bed sheets and put it over because he he, he yeah. tested that today if it's, it's almost if it almost just looks like overexposed it should be yeah fine. he's like, like we, a bit we, of a white glint we hope it's a cloudy day not rainy yeah. but cloudy if it's rainy low key we're fucked the whole really? shoe is fucked basically oh, so um what happens if it rains leading up to it does it ruin the tent or it's fine? It just stays there. Well, we don't have the tent up at the moment. So oh. we have the poles in there and it's been raining here and there and the poles are fine because they're like mudded in like completely like they're not cemented, but they are cemented. They're not going anywhere. Does it take so a long time to put the drape? No, no, no. You mean the thing over yeah, the top? Yeah. No. So when we're going to do that the day before. Me and Connor might, we were talking about today, we may actually sleep in it overnight, <laughs> but we'll see what happens uh, with that because like I said, we're pre-setting up the day before so we can, you know, do all the PD shit, put all yeah. the sand in. If we need more sand, put, you know, go to Bunnings down the road and get more sand. But um, it looks incredible. And then, you know, uh, the PD has been going to the prop house and stuff and getting all these amazing, like, artifacts and shit from Egypt. And, um, well, not actually from Egypt, but you know what I mean. Mm-hmm. Um, And it's just been fantastic honestly it's better than anything i could have ever imagined um exactly what my vision um was which is really cool so now i'll nice. just leave it up to the heads of the department to figure out logistics and stuff and we'll 100 percent be ready by the time we get there and um it's gonna be fantastic and uh we have rehearsals coming up next week as well uh staging rehearsals so connor's gonna be there and we're going like i've said the last couple of times we've gone through the whole shot list um and seeing what's possible what we can cut out what we can combine what are the most important ones and figuring out our order which lucas has already done like a basic order um but figuring out you know if we needed obviously if we need to do the dollies first or something like that we have like a steady cam op for that day as well um which is why <laughs> all the camera department has been like all over the place because connor's had to bring in his guys that he's worked with before to deal with like you know, for example, the steady cam op, or we have a second camera on the last two days and just change it around. How do you find your steady cam guy? Did Connor find through Connor. Okay. Connor knows people. So I think they're actually hard to come by. Steady cam. Yeah, guys. yeah. So I think it's one of his mates that know it or something like that. Yeah. Okay. Um, but yeah, that's really cool. Um, yeah. So by next Thursday, which is a week out exactly from shoot, we'll have call sheets sent, which is fucking fantastic because i hate receiving call sheets the night of or the mm. night before and not knowing what the fuck's happening the next mm. day um that's something that i've learned from being first ad on set um is that it's just better to get it out as soon as possible but it's common practice because it is, is changes happen they do so. they do but i think just the way that i run and uh, you know i'm testing it if it works it works if it doesn't it doesn't yeah, yeah. um we're, we've already got like a mock schedule, production schedule anyway. Mm-hmm. We basically know how everything's going to run this week. Coming up is all about polishing that and uh, finishing that. You know, we've got a one-liner schedule already sorted. We've got who's needed on which days, you know, 
what locations, at what times, basically everything's just going to be combined. I've already got the call sheets. Lucas yeah, yeah. has already got the call sheets, but like he's waiting for me and Connor to for next week to yeah. just finalise everything. Um, and then, yeah, we'll get cracking on that. So it's really good. We've had dropouts this week as well. Extras, you know, I had to replace... Who else have I had to replace? I've had to replace somebody else. But we literally, Lexi's network is fucking insane. We, we put a call up and within five minutes, got a new boom up. Um, Lockie Laws dropped out for gaff. Yeah. And then we got a gaff basically straight oh. away as well with Who's a van. Oh, gosh. Uh, no idea. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> somebody that Lex, uh, Lexi found and then has worked with Connor before. So, and they have a van, which is really fucking handy as yeah, well. Nice. So, um. Yeah, that's been really cool. Um, had a meeting with Kieran. Has he messaged you yet? He did, yeah. Yeah, and he I said that your things w- will work or won't work. I don't know. We might have to see if we have an. That's fine for it. because I've just told him just give get me a quote like yeah. from some place, um, and we'll hire whatever fucking equipment you need. Yeah, because I also don't know if the quality of the road labs will match what okay. you've got. Do you know what, what he has? Sennheisers or something? No idea. No idea, but he needs like an extra like two or three um, right. left mics. Um, but yeah, so that's that. What else? Um, I think I already said the singer. Have I already mentioned the singer? Yeah yeah. yeah, yeah, and she's got her own costume and stuff. So we're still in talks about, you know, um, what exactly like part of her song that she's going to do on the day, stuff like that. Um, Finalise the armour, fucking finally. Yep. Um, waiting for my crowdfunding to come it's in before uh, it's I Dan, pay that. Isn't it? Dan Martin yeah, and yeah. what he's I've done. I've worked with him a couple of times. Yeah, he's got um two. Oh, hello. Uh, he's got us two guns. I'm pretty sure and uh, legal. Um, they're replicas, I think. But you know, he's a trained professional, has yes. a license. Just gonna put it out there. Um, paying for your services. Um, so you did end up going with the armour after yes. all that. Yes, and we've also he's making swords. Oh, hectic. So He's good like that. Yeah. Um, for Calibar, you know how there's the scene with the dead rabbit? Yeah, yeah, yeah. He yeah. made that. And there was an air pump in it that you press it and it made it look like it was breathing. That's so fucking, cool. Yeah, he's hectic. He and he, he was, he's been really good. Like, yeah. I, I, except getting in communication with him, which is a bit hard. Mm-hmm. But he knows his shit and he's oh, fucking, yeah. he's so nice yeah, as well. Yeah. Like, like about just everything i just think he's a busy guy mm. um which i found calling him is the best way to get on to yeah, yeah um but yeah he's making these swords like rubber ones and then proper ones and yeah he's just been a champion with all of that and um yeah i'm excited for that that part of things as well um and then yeah we found our last location i think i was talking about last time how we hadn't Going to Barrel, um, you're coming with me. Mm-hmm. Skeleton crew on that day. Um, we've got a fucking beautiful garden. Have I showed you? No. Oh, bro. It's Lexi's holiday is, house. Uh, it's Lexi's holiday house. Houses. It's insane, brother. I've got to show you. It's beautiful. It's probably the best garden I've ever seen in my life. Um, so we're shooting that. We'll be home by 11.30, you know, perfect. Um, so that's been really good. And I mentioned that I'm waiting for the, my crowdfunding to come in. I uh, got an email notification, right, that my crowdfunding's coming in. We ended up raising like, okay, we ended up raising like eight grand, but from the crowdfunding, we uh, we raised 4.4. And I got an email saying they're only giving me 3.8, right? And I knew there was a fucking fee that comes along with it, mm. right? It's like 10%, 5%, whatever it fucking is, right? But then they withhold, so they take away that fee, which is like 5 or 10, 10%, whatever. But then they 
hold an extra percent to give to you in six months time. Oh, what the heck? And I'm like, what's the fucking use with that? Yeah. And they're like, oh, it's just for refunds. Like in case, what do you mean fucking refunds? These yeah. don't, no one's going to refund their donation. Like that's why they're giving it. Yeah. But it was like, I find that so fucking pointless yeah. withholding a certain amount of money and not given to, given to me in six months time. Like, People are raising money because they're, they they're need needed. It. Yeah. Like they, they don't want it in six months' time. They want it now. Yeah, that's stupid. That's the stupid thing about Indiegogo. And they always take a bit more than you fucking think they're going to. Yeah. Um, but I luckily- They I, take a cut on every donation as well. They do. They, they do. Yeah, wow. And like, it's just fucked. But anyways, I luckily, luckily enough, I was able to replenish it. So we'll eventually have like 4.2 grand in the- Contingency money nice. which will go That's towards the armra, the drapes, and then probably sand and sound equipment. Mm-hmm. So um but yeah, then I also had another um what's it called? Another meeting with my composer, which um I've had a couple meetings with him leading up to shooting, which is a bit different um what I've usually done, but I've always said and I still stick to it, music is the most important part of a film to me. To me. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. just changes the way, you know, you're able to view something, you know, feel different things. And I think it's really important to get him on board early. And I've had extensive, uh, I- intensive, extensive, I don't fucking know the word, extensive conversations with mm-hmm. him about how we're going to do the themes, you know, how we're going to mix it. You know, we have Osmar has a separate theme to the other two main characters yeah. who have the same theme, but on different ends of the spectrum. You've got Karamoff, who's bad, so Fred Roy, who's good, but they have the same theme. And then when they come in at the very end, Osmar, you get a combined thing of all of them. And it's just, I, I'm really looking forward to it. And um, we're also talking about the singer. We're incorporating her because bro she's she's a fucking she's one of the loveliest ladies i've ever spoken to again she's doing it all for free unless you know i have some spare money left over which i can give to her but we're like i'm using one of her songs for the credits Mm. you know i'm going to try and get her vocals in there as much as possible in little parts but i was talking about in terms of making the score different to what i've done before is we're going to be very like I don't know, cultural in a sense, like almost June-esque, how they, you know, were doing sounds more than actual music score. Soundscape. Yeah, soundscape. And like we want to experiment with that and making it more like you you hear that you're in Egypt. You don't just see it because Mm -hmm. it's hard. You're in a tent. How the fuck are you going to say? You hear it, right? I think that's one of the main things that we're concentrating on and it's a complete contrast when you're in England when you'll probably get the more cinematic kind of like orchestral kind of feel of it all um, like you're in a ball. But we're keeping a very, I think, time appropriate um, or trying to at least. But um, you'll get a mix of everything and I do think the soundtrack is going to be really fucking important for this. So, um, but yeah, so that's everything. That's everything I've been working on and then just finalising these extras, which has been a pain in the ass. Like, it's hard as well. I got a second AD and third AD on, but they seem to not be free because they're like, again, everybody has different commitments. Yeah. And I, I get that. And like, like they they sent out emails and Lauren's, but Lauren's been really good, a costume designer, been in contact with everybody. Um, and just, you know, we've had dropouts and people have to manage this and that. And I, you know, it, it's hard when people are working for free, right? And have other commitments. It's like priorities are like, you know, changed for everyone. And I get that. And they don't have a lot of time on their hands to do this and that. So, you know, we've had, fuck, dropouts. I have to get like, 
two more extras for the hallway, six more extras for the ballroom because we're hoping to get 40 people in there. And it's already little as it is, you know. It's not going to be packed, unfortunately. Yeah. Um, you know, for the we need another Bedouin for the fucking tent scene. You know, a little, I'm sure Connor's all over this, but a little trick you can use if you don't have enough extras is to shoot with longer lenses. Really? Yeah, because it compresses the image. It makes it, you get that shallow depth of field. It just looks like there's... More people in, in a yeah. I, I think we might have to do that. And it just if yeah. if if everybody's up and mingling, you're not gonna fucking notice. Like mm. we're not we're doing a couple wide shots, right? But I think it should be fine. And what just we try do and schedule it in a way where you do those wide shots when you have maximum amount of people. There. Well, we have them. <laughs> here's the thing, bro. We have them there all day, so we have on the first day. We do, but like realistically, you're gonna get people starting to drop off at a certain point. Like people will be like, "Oh, I have to go home now," and you can't really keep them if they're not being paid. Yeah, that's true. But we've told them way in advance. I, I know, know, but I'm know. just telling you realistically. Yeah, yeah, no, hundred percent. And I think. I think we're going to end up just crew is going to have to chuck on the fucking suits. And yeah, and that's fine. Go in there as long as you're aware of that. Yeah, that's why I'm just trying to overcompensate. I have to reach out to these acting schools and stuff to get more extras. Yeah, so you should. Like, you should always. I would honestly expect half of the number I've got. Oh it could, it could be, yeah. it could be more, but I would just prepare for that. Yeah, and that's why I've tried with the ballroom to get the trusted extras like family friends and stuff like yeah. that and for the other ones it doesn't really matter as much i don't think so. i've ever been on an unpaid film where they need extras and been like well we have too many extras here like yeah. that's never happened exactly the so. only thing is just like lining costumes up because we only have a certain yeah, amount yeah, of costumes yeah. and stuff so but yeah man that's it for me sweet Alrighty, we have reached the part of the podcast where we are now in the segment we call the dependent variable it's called the dependent variable because it's just like in a science experiment the dependent variable is the variable that changes and this subject changes each week and this week we are doing a little game of sorts we're doing which star wars character are you and whatever we get we then discuss on who would win in a battle non-biasly so yes, we have guys. our we, we got lazy <laughs> We got, <laughs> we got lazy. We've both been just been super busy, so we came like this. It might be fun. You never know. So we're going to do this kind of quiz right yeah, now. Yeah. Um, and we're we doing it for each other. Or are you doing it for me? I'm doing it for you. I, I guess does it doesn't work? really matter. Just do it for yourself. How All are we right. going to know what you would answer? That's true. Okay. So. Wait, are we reading our answers out loud? Yeah. So the first question is pick a Bond film. Do you have that? Yeah, yeah. All right, so it's a view to kill. I don't know what these have got to do with fucking choosing the Star Wars character. Die another day on a Majesty's Secret Service Golden Finger. No, no. (laughs) What looks good? Golden Eye. I've heard Golden Eye before. Is it strange that some of the Bond titles sound like innuendos? Golden. Golden Finger, the man with the golden <laughs> gun, a gun, a Moonraker, dude, a, do- <laughs> a view to kill, bro. This is like mad over sexualized. This yeah. fucking. All right, I think I'm gonna go Golden Eye. Okay, I'll go die another day. All right, um, pick a social network: Facebook, Twitter, LinkedIn, Pinterest, Google Plus, MySpace, Instagram, Foursquare, Definitely Tumblr. Not LinkedIn. What the fuck is Foursquare? <laughs> Have you heard of Foursquare? No. All right, I'll probably go Twitter, to be honest. Did you say you're definitely not going Twitter? I said definitely not LinkedIn. Oh, yeah, fuck LinkedIn, bro. I know, I know, right? Twitter's like the second most pointless. I reckon LinkedIn is like... You like Twitter, though, don't you? I love Twitter. 
I it, I was talking to my girlfriend about this. I'm like, fucking, once this film is done, I'm deleting all social media. I fucking hate social media. Yeah. Like, there was a good point when I broke up with my ex where I just deleted all social media for, like, months. Fucking best couple months of my life. I would delete it if I could, but I kind of need it for... I need it to, for... The, I needed it for the podcast, but now we got indie. It's like, I don't really need it anymore. So, mm. after this film, once I finish promoting... Um, I like everything that. then I'm deleting it Twitter I like I don't really classify that because I use that as my new source I don't like right. I was like to my girlfriend the other night because she just got Instagram back um, but she's only used it for messages and I'm like all I really needed and she was like oh, I felt out of the loop like with news and shit like that I'm like yeah that's why I like Twitter because you don't see anyone's bullshit you're just there for you're there for news and yeah like do you like Reddit? I've tried. I've tried. I'm I don't go on it very often, but when I do, I'm like, oh, this is pretty good. Like, it's just got good information. Yeah, the, yeah, the yeah. The forums are really good. Yeah, it's all right. I like Twitter. Twitter's probably my favorite out mm. of all of them. Um, but yeah, Twitter. Google Twitter. Plus. <laughs> Bro, I don't even anymore? know what the fuck Foursquare is. <laughs> Remember when um, they tried to get everyone to get Google Plus account? Did they? Yeah, they forced you to get it if you had a YouTube account. At when, uni? When, no, when Google first bought YouTube, you couldn't have a YouTube account if you didn't have a Google Plus account. Do you have to pay for Google Plus? No. Oh, okay. But it was just like a weird social media platform oh. that they tried to launch and it failed miserably. So is it still up? But? Not really. Okay. They just canned it. Google's had a few projects like that. Like, remember the Google Glass? No. Was that were, the sunglasses? Yeah. That, that you failed? Can, you can see? Yeah, yeah. What, like the social media on the glasses? Or is that one well, on the I camera? You just wear sunglasses and you can, it's like a phone. Like you can see what you're doing, which sounds cool. Did that actually work? I think apparently it was pretty bad. People were getting headaches from wearing them and stuff like that. So yeah, that's no good. Yeah, it just kind of bombed. All right, Twitter. What's the next one? Okay, wait, let me pick. What do you got? Uh, I'll, I'll pick Facebook. Cool. Okay. Uh, what was your favorite subject? English. Oh, fuck me. Oh. Mass, physics, politics. I don't get me started. Why okay. is politics on there? That's not a subject. I fucking don't get me started on politics. Mine would English, IT, be bio. philosophy, but we never had that. I fucking never had that but too. I'll this is some anyway. like American BuzzFeed shit. Religious yeah. studies, foreign languages. Um, bio was bludge. English. Oh, man. Fuck it. English was my only band six. English was good, yeah. All right. Pick, pick a, a color, color. Orange. Red. Next. Pick a Beatles song. All right. Here Blackbird. comes the sun. Oh, Blackbird. Is that Beatles? Yeah. What is your ideal first date? Going for a drive. (laughs) Your ideal first date. Going for a drive, a nice walk through the woods. (laughs) Mate, that sounds like every fucking serial killer. Foreign language. That's what I was trying to international. That's kind of weird for a first date. You've never had a first date. Yeah, that's you, bro. Uh, Shooting womp rats in your (laughs) take 16. (laughs) Going away. Did we say what this quiz was? That's what they do in Western Sydney. Did we say... What shooting one price? Putting out. <laughs> going for a picnic in a field by a waterfall. Watching stand-up comedy going to a museum. Watching stand-up comedy. How do you reckon that would be as a first date? Fucking shit, because you're not talking to each other. That's why yeah. I feel like, don't go on movies on first weird. dates either. Yeah. Do we say what this... So this is a... Which Star Wars character are you? And then we're going to decide who wins in a battle to the death. Yeah. All right, what's your, what's your ideal first what's date? What's this guy's name again? The guy with the... Oh, mate, is that Boba Fett's Noodle like? on his head, yeah. Noodle man. Noodle head. Um, um, out of those options, uh, I'm just going to click, you've never had a first date, even though why? that's not true. 
It's not true. Put yourself in the Star Wars world. Well, then it would be a Womp Rats. Fucking, I thought it would be Womp Rats. Shooting you Womp Rats. That. Oh, actually, nah. Oh, the next question. Probably be going for a drive. Fuck it. The next question. Pick a Breaking Bad character. Ooh, yes. Gus. Okay, good call. Um, <laughs> got my character. It's probably either between Jesse or Saul. Uh, it would be Mike if he was on here. Alright, I got my character. Don't tell me what you got. Uh, just because I love Better Call Saul, I'm right. Saul. Don't tell me what you got. We're gonna uh, say. Okay. <laughs> oh, what the heck? <laughs> <laughs> Alright, you go first. No, right. I'm not saying what the heck at the character. I'm saying what the heck at the caption. Oh, okay. Here, my caption first. is beep bop lip beep bop. Oh, I got R two D two. So my caption is. Yeah, okay, so you saved the galaxy, but you also kissed your sister. Oh, you got Luke Skywalker. <laughs> Alrighty. Yeah. I don't know what the well, they're fuck mates. this they're is going to do. But I would obviously beat you in a fight. Okay, now let's think about it. Let's think about it. Like, realistically. Yeah. If you're fighting in my fucking X-Wing, and I'm in the, the, the seat, bro, I could just fucking... Fuck with the fuse and shit like that and crash your X-Wing. Yeah, but Luke's got the force. He could just like yeah. force the ship up. That's true. That's true. Um, But I don't know, man. I think R2-D2's been around for a while. I'm trying to make his case, <laughs> all right? He was Anakin's sidekick. He was Luke's sidekick. Um, this is like a court case where you just know the person's guilty and you're like... Here's so. Um look. Yeah, I'm like being a defendant for a fucking serial killer yeah. trying to like what like what can I say? Yeah, yeah well, I mean he knows Anakin. He's been all yeah, around who all the Jedi. Darth Vader. Huh? Wait, no, that's not okay. Uh, yeah. I that, guess. Oh, I don't what's know that gotta do with it, mate? <laughs> I feel like these droids are they're pretty nifty, man. Mm. Yeah. Uh, they, tell me how, the scenario. What, what is the lifespan of a droid? Not uh, infinite, because they're a droid. Do you reckon? Yeah. <gasps> so then he could beat Luke by old age. Except I saw when I was re-watching Revenge of the Sith last night, Grievous had like fucking intestines on the outside of his like droid shit. So They're not on the outside, they're on the inside, but you can like, it's, yeah. they're exposed, like you can see them. Well, R2 definitely doesn't have fucking intestines. Yeah, this is a robot. Exactly. Well, so but was Grievous, wasn't he? No, well, he's like a hybrid droid humanoid creature thing all right cool okay give me a scenario in which luke would beat r2 and i'll tell you how r2 gets out of it um in just a normal fight like if they were standing in a field and luke ran at r2 and just sliced him with his lights he wouldn't be able to catch him why he's too fast no he's not have you seen that kid (laughs) he's insane (laughs) okay tell me where's that he's got the scream that he does have you not heard the r2 scream sorry (laughs) do it again no, do it again. No, I'm not do it again. It. Go on. No, I'm not taking your peer pressure. <laughs> I'm not playing your game. No, nah, see, well, I, I think he would just run away. Run away. Or he would like distract Luke by playing like Obi Wan's message. Oh yeah. And he would be like, "Oh fuck, what's that?" And then fucking, you know, you know how he has these little like fire oh. things. Mm. Yeah, or you're like, Taser. "Hey Luke, I'm sorry. You know, come pet me." Or some shit, and then he whips out his little lighter thing and lights Luke yeah, on fire. True. We don't we don't know how many tools he has in his arsenal. So. We don't, we don't. But I think in general, I think Luke edges it. I might be wrong, but I think Luke edges okay. it. Um, but you know, I think R two. You know, I think the whole thing about underestimation as well. I think Luke would underestimate him. He's a fucking droid. What can he do? I think that 
is his downfall. What do you reckon? I agree to disagree. So you think Luke would win? Yeah. How many times out of 10 would Luke win? Uh, 10. So you don't <laughs> think Luke's R2 has Skywalker. any chance at all? He took down an entire empire. An With R2-D2. Yeah, they generally in the work together. They do. So. And if they didn't, could Luke do it? Could Luke save the galaxy without R2? Probably not. But could I- R2 survive without Luke? Yes, because he has done for that many, many true, years. Yeah. I think I think um, R two could out age R- him. Yeah, R two doesn't just hide. have biological needs, so mm. he could okay. survive. Oh, he could just put Luke in a cage for a couple of days, and that's Luke, true. Luke would die of starvation. Or I think Luke wins seven to three. That's fair. That's what fair. do you reckon? I'll, yeah, I'll agree. To yeah, that. yeah, agree. All right, perfect. We're now. That is very good. That actually turned out all right. I thoroughly enjoyed that segment. Sure. Um, I reckon sure. we should do that a couple like. With different other franchises. Yeah, different franchises yeah. and have a discussion, especially with Austin as well, who would win in a triple threat. Yes. Oh, mate, that's yes. insane. All right, cool. That would be good. That would be good. All right, Dan. We're very the end the episode. Let's tie a little ball in this episode. Let's tie a little ball. And uh, you guys, you can catch us on the pre-production Oh, we're meeting. bringing back the New York. Oh, no, not or the again. Boston accent. Not again, not again. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck that. Um, you can catch us on the pre-production meeting, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, where you get your podcasts, and on YouTube. Um, we are still a five out of five star rated apparent comedy podcast on Google mm-hmm. um, or you know Spotify. Where you get, where all you get all your podcasts. Um, and you can find us at the pre-prod pod on Instagram, TikTok. And um, I think I think that's it. But Dan, thank you for today. It's been a very good episode. And um, I'm actually not too sure about the next couple of weeks, guys, because I've got Mm. the set coming up. Maybe we can squeeze in one sometime next week. um, And then the week after that, we'll probably skip out because we've got set. Um, However. Yes. I may be bringing you guys an on-set special. Ooh, yes. So look out for that. Yes. Yes, actually. Only only if you guys give this a thousand listens. A thousand listens. That is... um, can let's, we do that? I don't know if we can, but yeah, hey, we can. Let's let's we can. let's dream. Let's read for the stars. All right. Well, thank you guys, and we will see you when we see you. Thanks, guys. See you guys. Peace. I think that's Jay. I don't know, but I'm gonna rip into him. See you guys. Bye.